Welcome into Lockdown Blackhawks for Friday, May 15th, 2020. Thanks so much for joining me here on Lockdown Blackhawks. Lockdown Blackhawks is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode of Locked on Blackhawks is brought to you by Built Bar. Remember, with promo code LOCKDOWN, you get $10 off your first box of Built Bars at BuiltBar.com. Sadly, I am out of Built Bars because my daughter ate the last two. <sighs> Very frustrating, but it's her, almost her birthday. It's a week from her birthday, so I'll forgive her and let her survive for one more week, even though my Built Bar supply has been diminished. But whatever, I'll find some more. BuiltBar.com. Maybe I'll take advantage of that $10 off deal with promo code locked on. All right. Thanks for tuning in. I know yesterday's episode got a little heavier than probably intended. Sorry about that. I'm going to keep it light today. Uh, hopefully it didn't turn too many people off. But hey, sometimes you got to get things off your chest. And this can be therapeutic uh, for me as well as it is for you. I've gotten a lot of really great emails, by the way over the last few weeks and months about uh, people appreciating the fact that I'm keeping this going. Uh, and I do appreciate that feedback, but I appreciate you guys sticking with me when I uh, can go off the rails a little bit. And look, if there's ever a time for all of us to go off the rails, it's about now. So uh, thank you for the grace. Thank you for the patience. And I promise to stick to the old sports today on the podcast. All right. couple ways to get in touch with the podcast. Voicemail is 708 653 0572 email is locked on blackhawks at gmail.com the twitter at lo underscore blackhawks my personal account is at jay zawoski 670 and i've told you before about the madhouse chicago hockey podcast follow that one at madhouse pod want to give a bit of a shout out to mark lazarus from the athletic wrote a really good piece today about a guy whose contributions to the Blackhawks dynasty have gone pretty under the radar. I'm talking about Mike Smith. Mike Smith was the Blackhawks GM when Duncan Keith was drafted, when Brent Seabrook was drafted, when Corey Crawford was drafted, and he was always viewed as... Well, I guess it's fair to say a strange guy, a different kind of a guy, not your typical hoppy, hockey guy. He was a Hawks GM for three years, starting in December of 1999. And eccentric is a word maybe you would use if you look at a picture of Mike Smith. He's uh, somewhat unkempt. His hair is messy. He doesn't look like an athlete by any means. He's not the most uh, enig enigmatic personality you've ever met in your life. But he's a smart guy. He's a thoughtful guy, uh, interesting guy, a, a guy who's more than just hockey. And I think that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way about Mike Smith. Now, look, I'm not going to pretend like Mike Smith was a perfect GM. He was far from a perfect GM. But without his contributions to the team, the Blackhawks don't win three Stanley Cups. They don't win two Stanley Cups. They might not win one Stanley Cup. Duncan Keith, Brent Seabrook, Corey Crawford, and an eighth-round draft pick, Dustin Bufflin. Now, I'm not going to spoil this entire athletic piece for Mark Lazarus. I suggest you check it out for yourself and read the history. If you're interested in more on this, my upcoming book, 
the 50 men and moments that made the Chicago Blackhawks will be out in November. There's a chapter about Mike Smith's contributions in there as well. Uh, you can pre-order that. Uh, go to my Twitter account at jayzawaski670. It is the pinned tweet. Support your local bookstore if you can. The link on that tweet is to Bookies Chicago. You can get my brand new book from them and read about Mike Smith in there. But here's something that you should know from this article. Bob Holford, and longtime Blackhawks fans know the name Bob Holford. He was Bill Wirtz's right-hand man. He was the guy who would take over inevitably any time Bill Wirtz fired a coach or a GM. Bob Holford would be the guy to take the job over on an interim basis, on a full-time basis, whatever. And he is a highly respected hockey man, but was never a great coach, never a great GM, uh, very much like Bill Wirtz, not the most gregarious guy in the world. Players didn't love him by any means. Here's what you need to know, though, about Bob Pulford. When Mike Smith drafted Duncan Keith, Bob Pulford told him it was the worst draft pick in the history of the Chicago Blackhawks and that Dustin Bufflin was the second worst. Here's something I didn't know, though. Mike Smith says, and take it with a grain of salt if you'd like, that Bob Holford was close to trading Duncan Keith to the Flyers, packaging him with three other players to bring back 34-year-old Jeremy Roenick and 34-year-old Tony Amante. That's how much he hated the Duncan Keith pick. And you've got to ask yourself the question, what would this franchise look like without Duncan Keith. And who knows who those other players were in that trade. The other three players he was going to send back. For the record, Jeremy Roenick from his 34th you know, year old year, that was in 2003-2004, uh, he had 47 points in 62 games. The next year, 22 points in 58 games. The following year, 28, game, 28 points in 70 games, 33 points in 69 games, 13 points in 42 games. So he played till he was 39. That was how he did from age 34 to 39. Tony Amonti, on the other hand, let's take a look at his numbers here from age 34 on. He didn't play his 34th year. That was 2004, 2005. 05, 06. With Calgary, 42 points in 80 games. His final season, 06-07, 30 points in 81 games. That could have been brought back to the Hawks, and maybe it would have put some butts back in the seats, and maybe some uh, bridges would have been mended, but you probably would not have three Stanley Cups had Bob Holford had his way. Hey, I've told you. Built Bar, you know, the things I'm out of because of my daughter, they are the best-tasting protein bars ever. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It comes in 16 amazing flavors. Eight are chocolate nut. Eight are chocolate nut-free. The bars are 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. They're healthy. They're great for the health-conscious guy or gal. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The peanut butter brownie, one of my favorites, one of Addie's favorites. Addie's right here. Do you like the Built Bar, Addie? Yes, I do. Very much. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Addie loves the built bar. She likes the peanut butter brownie. 20 grams of protein, 170 calories, 3 grams of sugar, 3 grams of net carbs. The mint brownie, 
15 grams of protein, 110 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 5 grams net carbs. Bunch of new flavors coming out, by the way. May 10th, a bunch of new ones were released. A dark chocolate cookie dough, the mango and peach cobbler. On May 18th, that's four days from now, five or three days from now, peanut butter banana. I've had that. Pineapple upside down cake, coconut pecan pie, blueberry lemon. That's the one I cannot wait to try. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get $10 off your first order. Use promo code Locked On for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. It's Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Jay Zawoski. Thanks so much for tuning in. Greatly appreciate it. Reminder, the next episode of Lockdown Blackhawks will be Talk Back Tuesday on the 19th. So get those questions in, lockdownblackhawks at gmail.com, Twitter at LO underscore Blackhawks, and of course the voicemail 708-653-0572. Had a great, a ton of questions for last week's, for this week's actually, Talk Back Tuesday, so let's try to do that again. Get as many in as you can. Again, nothing's off limits. If you want to ask me about uh, life at the score or whatever, it doesn't have to be hockey-related. doesn't have to be Blackhawks-related. I'll take on anything you bring me. So uh, just fill that inbox so I feel nice and comfortable when I sit down to record the episode on Tuesday afternoon. All right, so spend some time praising Mike Smith, the former Blackhawks GM. Now, be silly if we didn't look back at these teams and some of the moves that he made and with a critical eye, because let's face it, you know, the guy got fired for a reason. Uh, and yes, you have to give him credit for what he's done uh, with, with this core Crawford, Seabrook, Keith, all still part of the Blackhawks, Dustin Bufflin. We all wish was still part of the Blackhawks, but he's not. So what did Mike Smith do to get fired? Well, the big move for me, and the thing I'll always remember, is the hiring of head coach Alpo Suhonen. And Alpo Suhonen was one of the more accomplished coaches in the Finnish Hockey League. And much like Mike Smith, who was a bit of an odd duck himself, by the way, I recall an interview he did on 670 The Score years ago when he was hired, where he was eating baby carrots, like while being interviewed. So he's sort of like, <laughs> the whole, <laughs> and someone finally said, Mike, are you eating? Yeah. What are you eating? Carrots. That just, you know, the kind of person who would not think that eating carrots during a radio interview is a bad thing. That's the kind of guy Mike Smith is. And that's fine. I like weird people. I'm one of them. I promise you. But it didn't fit in very well in Chicago. And I wonder if in this era of hockey, if he would fit in better right now. It's just a little bit, I don't know. It just was a weird time for Mike Smith and his head coach, Alpo Suhonen, who he brought in to coach the Blackhawks for one season. And before that season started, and I know today's a little bit of a, a history lesson, so whatever, no big deal. Um, they held a town hall meeting at the United Center. So this is before the season began. They're going to introduce the new head coach, Alpo Suhonen, and Mike Smith's going to be there, and both guys are going to answer questions. 
it was this really innovative thing that the Blackhawks were doing. Who did they choose to host this event? Mike North. If you don't know who Mike North is, Mike North is one of the guys who founded 670 The Score. He's one of the first hosts here, and he is pure Chicago. He was maybe the main reason the score got off the ground. He was a huge personality. He was controversial. He was outspoken. Not the kind of guy you would expect to come in and be able to... Look, Mike did a great job, but you could not have picked more different personalities between Mike North and then Mike Smith and Alpo Suhonen. Suhonen in his tenure with the Hawks went 29-40-8, by the way. That was a real bad team. But this press conference was amazing. I was there as a fan. I was there optimistic, as you would imagine. You guys know me. I'm an optimistic Hawks fan. I'll give everybody a chance. And I'm like, all right, let's hear what the new regime has to say. I swear to God. Alpo Suhonen fell asleep during this thing. Both guys were sitting at a table in front of a pretty big crowd, considering how bad the Hawks were back then. Suhonen leaning on his fist. You know, it's kind of like, yeah. You know, very uh, broken English. Obviously, Finnish was his first language, and, and English he was not super comfortable with. But that, it takes me a while. To say, uh-oh, this might not be great. If you've listened to my podcast, it takes me a while to turn on a guy. I immediately knew that things were not going to go well for the Hawks that year. Because, you know, Bill Wirtz is there, and Bob Holford's there, and they brought in these weird hires. And they're just waiting for them to make a mistake. And you knew it was coming. But before we drag Alpo Suhonen... Let's take a look at the 2001 Chicago Blackhawks roster. That's the team he coached 2000-2001. Ready? Get your barf bags ready. I'll lead you, read you the leading scorers. Steve Sullivan, really good player, 75 points in 81 games. Tony Imani, 64 points in 82 games. Michael Nylander, Alex's father, 64 points in 82 games. Eric Daze. 57 points in 79 games. Alex Jamnov, 49 points in 63 games. You're like, hey, that's not a bad top five. Well, <laughs> here's where it's about to get ugly. Dean McCammond, Chris Herpiger, Yaroslav Spachek, decent defenseman. Boris Miranov, big trade, didn't work out here. An aged Bob Probert, who finished with 19 points. Stefan Quintal, journeyman defenseman, was 32 years old at the time, at the end of his rope. Kyle Calder, young Kyle Calder, only 22, 15 points in 43 games. So he was not even really on the scene yet. Alexander Karpatsev, there it is. The biggest blunder in Mike Smith's tenure, trading Brian McCabe, who became an all-star and who was an all-star before that, I believe, for bum-ass Alexander Karpatsev. Kevin Dean, Steve Dubinsky, John Eves LaRue, Valerie Zelopukin, Ryan Vandenbush, Chris McAlpine, Anders Eriksson. You might remember him from the Chris Chelios trade, Steve Pop, Steve McCarthy, Rito Von Arks, Jamie Allison, Blair Achenham, Joseph Marha. And it just gets worse and worse, so I'm going to spare you. One year of Alpo Suhonen, 29, 48, 
and five, and that will not endear you to Bob Holford and Bill Wirtz. It's Lockdown Blackhawks. It's Friday. Hope you're having a great day. Thanks for tuning in. Jay Zawoski with you here. All right, on yesterday's Lockdown Blackhawks, we talked a lot about Pierre Lebrun's interview with Bill Daly. Well, there's been a bit of an update from Pierre Lebrun, and it does involve the Chicago Blackhawks. The, the sides have met over the last few days, and he updates the rumored 24-team play-in format that a lot of people have been discussing. Here's what Pierre Lebrun adds on Thursday. He says, I don't think the 24-team play-in format sits well with everyone. There are some on the player side, but also among team executives who feel it doesn't pass the smell test as far as fairness to reward Chicago and Montreal with a ticket to the season-ending dance. Under one proposed model that was circulated, Pittsburgh would face Montreal in a play-in series, presumably best of three, but the 15-point gap between the teams is certainly noticeable. But you can imagine, if you're the Penguins, you're probably a little worried. Carey Price stands on his head for 48 hours and ends your season. Hey, upsets happen in a parody-filled league just as Tampa Bay last spring, but is it fair that Montreal that a Montreal team, which traded away pending UFAs before the trade deadline, a clear indicator of where the Habs felt their season was headed, now gets to come back in? Not that the Canadians nor the Blackhawks have lobbied for any of this, not to my knowledge. I'm sure they'd be fine to play if they're asked to, but this isn't something either organization dreamed up. This would be from the NHL's head office. And I get out from the league's perspective, having 24 teams return to play reaches out to a lot of markets. You can create as big a splash as you can if you return to play. You've got two gigantic fan bases in Chicago and Montreal. So it's interesting that a lot of teams are not cert- are not really on board with this. He continues, From a fairness aspect, I can also see the argument that the Blackhawks and Habs don't deserve to be involved. Obviously, if Chicago knew on February 24th it still might have a chance to play playoff hockey this season, it wouldn't have tra- traded Robin Leonard to Vegas. Let's be real. It's why I think a 20-team return, which has also been discussed, would maybe make more sense. The play-ins could be number seven versus number 10 and number eight versus number nine on each side. Or if you're adamant on bringing 24 teams, is there a way to have some round robin games within the hub city group of teams to determine the playoff bracket? I think that's something else that's been discussed. That way you're forcing Montreal and Chicago to get on a crazy run to get in. Oof, very interesting. I don't know, man. I Look, I, everyone who's listening to this podcast I know is rooting hard for the 24-team format because it would get the Hawks in the playoffs, but I see what LeBron is saying. And, yeah, he mentioned Carey Price. Corey Crawford can go ahead and steal a series for you too, especially the way he had been playing towards the end of the year. You've also got a star-studded lineup with – Patrick Kane and you guys I don't need the list of Blackhawks do I you guys know who are on the Blackhawks you know who I'm talking about yes I don't need to list them the Hawks are a team that in a three-game play-in could probably upset some teams the Hawks 32 30 and 8 72 points in the Western Conference Montreal 31 31 and 9 with 71 points both of them are the you know the six wild card team in their uh, representative conferences. So from the wild card teams from top to bottom, 
as it stands right now, Winnipeg, Nashville, Vancouver, Minnesota, Arizona, Chicago. That's the West. Your division leaders are St. Louis, Colorado, and Dallas. In the Central, Vegas, Edmonton, Calgary, and the Pacific. In the Eastern Conference, the wild card is Carolina, Columbus, the Islanders, the Rangers, the Panthers, and the Habs. And then you've got Washington, Philly, and Pittsburgh on top of the Met, and Boston, Tampa Bay, and Toronto on top of the Atlantic Division. Boston with an eight-point lead on the Tampa Bay Lightning for the President's Trophy with 100 points. The highest point total in the West is St. Louis with 94 points. So Boston is far and away ahead of the other teams in the league as far as points go. So if they were to not have a playoff and they were just to end the season, you could maybe see Boston just handed the cup. And I know that doesn't sit well with people, and I would probably bet that wouldn't sit well with the Bruins. They don't want to have that asterisk hanging over their heads for the rest of history. That, oh, yeah, well, they won the Cup, but just because they had the best record. This ain't the Premier League, pal. Okay, you've got to go through the Stanley Cup playoffs to win the Cup, and I think there's some validity to that. And I, I, don't, I like the Premier League. I'm a soccer fan. I like the fact that if you had the best season, you're the champion. But it eliminates playoffs, and it can make the last week or two of the season kind of meaningless. I prefer a playoff format, but I do wish there was relegation. That'd be cool. <laughs> That's something I would get behind in hockey. Just like, oh, your team sucks? Yeah, you're out of the league this year. Go, You're in the AHL. And now the Chicago Wolves get to play in the NHL for a season because they got, they got promoted. That would be cool. Will absolutely never happen, but we can dream, can't we? But yeah, there's look, as the weeks go on here, you're going to find new formats, new ideas. And, you know, as much as I said yesterday, it seems unlikely to me in my heart that they're going to return to, to hockey. Um, it's good they're still working on it. It's good they're still thinking about it. You know, I'm, I'm involved on a um, – it's not exactly the same as the NHL, but it's close on our local uh, baseball and softball league. And uh, we're trying to find a way. You know, we meet every week to try to discuss scenarios in which we can make a season happen. And the longer this goes on, the tougher it feels and the harder it seems. And we're seeing, you know, some parents impatient, wanting some money back and things like that. But we're still meeting. We're still trying to find a way. We're still trying to see what's safe, what's responsible. And that's what leagues should be doing now. Until they're told no, or until they learn it's absolutely impossible or close to impossible to make it happen, then they should be doing their due diligence. And they are. I think all leagues are working hard to figure this thing out. And I have to say, while I don't have a lot of faith in the NHL's innovation and their ability to set trends and to get things done perfectly, it seems like they've been as active as any other league in trying to get back and trying to figure this out. And look, either of those formats, the 24 game, which of course we all prefer, or the 20 game would be cool and it'd be a way to get some immediate excitement back behind the sport. We'll see what happens. Um, I don't think anything's happening soon. But let's hope. Let's hope some miracle comes. Let's hope this thing turns for the better over the next couple weeks and we can start really looking at this thing more positively with a little more hope. And who knows, maybe hockey will be back um, eventually. That's the hope. Hockey will be back eventually. And we have a, a at least some semblance of a Stanley Cup playoff to enjoy this calendar year. All right, that's going to do it for this edition and this week of Lockdown Blackhawks. One more reminder, Tuesday. Talk Back Tuesday. That's our next show. 
So get those questions in, 708-653-0572. The email, LockedOnBlackHawks at gmail.com. The show's on Twitter, at LO underscore Blackhawks, or hit me up on my Twitter, at jayzawaski 670 Have a great weekend. Stay safe. I know you're getting frustrated. I know this is hard, but stay home. Do your part. Take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Take care of everybody else. Take care of your neighbor, and we'll get through this thing sooner or later. Thanks for listening to Lockdown Blackhawks. My name is Jay Zawoski. We are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. And don't forget, now that this episode's over, ask your smart speaker to listen to the latest episode of Lockdown NHL. We'll talk to you on Talk Back Tuesday. Have a great, safe weekend.